glad you're here today. We're going to be talking more about faith. We need faith just to even believe that Jesus is coming back. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you that you have so much to give us, so much to tell us, and that you long for us to know you in your ways. How to live in your kingdom, even right here and right now on the earth. And we just have an ear to hear you today, Lord. We want to hear you. We want to hear what you're saying and as well apply it to our lives. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. So let's get started. Jesus wants us to increase our faith. He said to the disciples a couple times, Oh, you of little faith. Can you imagine? And then at one point or maybe twice, he said, How long should I put up with you? And I feel like that's what he's saying to us today, that we haven't come to the realization of knowing that faith is of utmost importance. Our faith has healed us. We talked about that yesterday. Your faith is what made you well. The woman with the issue of blood, she had faith. She reached out and touched Jesus, saying to herself inside, I know if I can just touch his garment. And Jesus has taught us that our faith, our faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Our faith can make us well. Our faith is vital to our relationship with him because our faith is actually believing in him. We can't say we believe in him and then not have faith to live his way, to apply his principles to his life, to our lives, to even take the time to know his principles. So I want to read to you Matthew 17, 14. And when he approached the multitude, a man came up to him, kneeling before him, saying, Lord, have pity and mercy on my son, for he has epilepsy. He is moonstruck. He suffers terribly, for frequently he falls into the fire and many times into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they're not able to hear him. And Jesus answered, Oh, you unbelieving, warped, wayward, rebellious, and thoroughly perverse generation, how long am I to remain with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. He sounds pretty frustrated. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was cured instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus and asked him privately, Why could we not drive it out? He said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith. That is your lack of firmly relying trust. For truly, I say to you, if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder, to this yonder place, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind goes out by fasting and prayer. So first of all, he said, because of your littleness of faith, faith. Then he said, if you have faith the size of a, gray, of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from there, and nothing will be impossible for you. So, in other words, they didn't even have mustard seed faith. They didn't even have that. That's what Jesus was saying. And in talking to him this morning about that, I, I felt like he was saying that they were copying him, which is kind of like what we do today. We copy Jesus but we don't have the foundation of the fasting and prayer. We don't have the foundation of the faith that we need to have. 
And what, what I'm saying is when we fast and pray, when we fast the doubt, when we fast the world's way, when we put everything aside and get to know Jesus, start at the, start at the bare roots, start at the foundation, get to know him and understand why he's doing what he's doing, understand what he thinks, his opinion, how the kingdom operates. We can't just copy him and have it work. We have to have understanding. This little boy had a demon. He didn't need to be cured. The demon needed to be cast out. When Jesus went in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, he resisted the enemy. And upon resisting the enemy, the enemy knew who Jesus was. He wasn't in control of Jesus. Jesus was in control of him. And he told him to get out of that little boy. In the wilderness, Jesus came up against the enemy and let him know who was the boss. Now, I don't know exactly where the disciples were in that place, but um, obviously not the place where they needed to be at that time to cast that demon out. Because Jesus said, your littleness of faith and this kind comes out by fasting and prayer. So yesterday we talked about being led by the Spirit in the wilderness to get to know our enemy, to be tempted of the enemy and resist. And so that is where our faith comes from, from knowing our enemy, knowing his tactics even, and just walking up against him, not being afraid of him. If you have faith, Jesus said, as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. If you're afraid to move a mountain, if you don't believe you can move that mountain, if you don't believe you can do anything, then you haven't got the faith that you need to have. And so the foundation of that faith is to know who you are in Christ, know the power that you have and the authority that you have in Jesus, and then go ahead and move that mountain when my son was born, I did that fasting and prayer thing. 24 hours a day, I was just seeking Jesus, wanting to learn how to receive healing. And in the middle of the night, one night, my son was about three years old, he was having a seizure. And I said, Jesus, what do I do? And he said, bind the enemy. And so I said, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. And that was the end of that. He left. He left. I did just what Jesus said. So obviously, I had enough faith that Jesus would tell me to bind the enemy. Jesus didn't say, oh, your littleness of faith, you need to call the doctor. I didn't panic. I didn't, I didn't panic because I was moving a mountain. I trusted what I heard because I was hanging out with him because I had understanding. And my faith was faith that could move a mountain. Now I'm not saying I've always been in that place and I, I don't miss it, I have. It, and so that's the point I'm taking with you is that we have to stay on top of having that time where we're just constantly with Jesus. Jesus said, if you have constant faith, you can tell the mountain what to do. 
But if you waver, you won't receive anything from the Lord. I've experienced all of that. I've wavered. I didn't have faith to move a mountain, but I had fear to move a mountain. So we can be in all these places, but we want to get to that place where God can use us to move the mountains, to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick. That's what he's calling us to do before he comes, to be that witness for him. He wants us to prepare the way for him. And so we got to get to this place where the demons listen to us, where we can tell them what to do, and they're not telling us what to do. So we got to get to that place where we have mountain-moving faith. We're not afraid of the mountain, but we're telling the mountain what to do. We're telling the enemy what he has to do. He's not in charge of us but we're in charge of him. He's going to run from you if you've resisted him in the wilderness. If you've resisted what he's coming up against you with, whatever it is, fear, having a God before him, before Jesus, whatever it is, he's coming up against you with when you learn to resist him. And in order to resist him, you have to know him. You have to know your enemy. If you don't know your enemy, you're not going to know the difference between Jesus and your enemy. You're not going to know the difference. And so you have to be led. You have to be willing to be led by the Spirit in the wilderness to be tested and tempted and tried. And you're going to count it all joy because, you know, you're going to get to that place where you get it and you're going to have that more than you can ask or think understanding. You're going to have what you need added to you. James 1, 2. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped and encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Unlike Jesus knowing what was going on, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we find ourselves in in this place where we can't understand why all these things are happening. But really what it is, is you are walking in the wilderness to be tempted and tested by the enemy. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play And do a thorough work. When the enemy comes against you to fight you in your faith, resist him. Resist him and just go ahead and just let him bring it on. Because, um, verse 3, be assured and understand that the trial and the proving of your faith bring out endurance, steadfastness, and patience. And let endurance, steadfastness, and patience have its full play, and do a thorough work so that you may be a people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. And so that's what God is saying to us today. Go through it. Go, go through the wilderness. Come up against your enemy. And then you're going to come out having that, that mountain-moving faith. And you're going to speak to the demons, and they're going to run. Just like Jesus did. We got to get to that place. We got to come out from among them and do the will of God. 
And that means, again, that we have to go through that place where we deny our flesh, we deny fear, we deny anything that isn't of God. We separate from it. We come out from among that so that we can be that vessel for God to use. So not only can, then can God use you to bless others and show who he is, but to have that blessing manifest in your life, to have the fruit of walking in the kingdom in your life as well. So if you never asked Jesus to come upon the inside of you, Revelation 3.20 tells us that Jesus said, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And he is. He's waiting for you to invite him in. He said, if you heed his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. And if he comes to live on the inside of you, then what? He's going to be there for you all the time. Anything, anything you need, he's there for you all the time, 24-7. You know, sometimes we talk about how we envy the disciples, and they had Jesus right there. But you know what? One advantage we have, we don't have to go looking for him. He's right there all the time. He's always right there. And so all you have to do is listen to him. He said he's going to manifest himself to the one who obeys him. So all you have to do is obey him, heed his voice, and he's going to manifest himself to you. If you're not willing to heed his voice, then he can't do anything. And then, of course, he isn't going to live on the inside of you. It has to do with you following him, doing what he tells you to do, being a part of his life, being a part of his life, doing what he did. He said he was going to go, and then we would do what he did and even greater things. If you're willing to make that commitment, he's looking for you. He is. He's looking for you. He's looking for you to come and say, I'm here. I'll do it, Jesus. I'll go for you, just like he said to the Father. I'll go for you, Father. I'll do it. He could see the Father's love for us. So he said, I'll go. And when you can see his love for others, when he shows you how much he loves others, you're going to say, I'll go. I can go for you. I'll do it. I'll go. If that's you. And pray this prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so in love with us and that you're, you're asking us to be a part of your life, to go and do what you're calling us to do. We thank you and praise you. We thank you that you've chosen us, that we're good enough to do your work. And so we're asking that you would come you come and live on the inside of us and be our God and teach us your way. What a precious thing for him to want us to be a part of his life, for him to empower us with his power to do his will, just to be a part of his life like your kids are a part of your life. How amazing is that? If you said that prayer and you meant it, then Jesus is coming He's there. He's living on the inside of you. And now you can just hang out with him, talk to him, let him teach you, let him guide you. He's so in love with you. Let him love you. Be a part of his life. So much for listening today. God bless you.